Well, 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 if it isn't the most successful gambling podcast in the history of the internet. Gambling for Shoes is officially 1-0 in its quest to predict the future and get your boy, me, Jack Snodgrass, some new shoes. Uh, thanks to Bill Belichick and the Patriots, Mac Jones threw three passes. They ran the ball a thousand times. And the Bills had no hope the entire game. It was fantastic to watch. Uh, I realized, so this is the second episode. I realized in the first episode, I didn't even introduce myself. I just got on here and started talking about foot fungus and baseball and gambling and comedy. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, so to people who don't know me, probably sounded uh, like a very strange podcast. So, uh, you know, here's an introduction. My name is Jack Snodgrass, 34 years old. Uh, that's not even true. I'm 33. I'm about to be 34. My God. Uh, I used to play professional baseball with the San Francisco Giants, Texas Rangers. Never in the big leagues, only in the minor leagues. Uh, now I do uh, stand-up comedy. been doing it for about three and a half years. Based out of Cincinnati, Ohio. Kind of do comedy wherever I can. Uh, today, today I am in Austin, Texas. This week I'm in Austin, Texas doing, uh, doing as many... Uh, getting on stage as much as I possibly can, uh, and right now I am recording this podcast on an ironing board. That's how good it's going. <laughs> I am in an Airbnb. This is on an ironing board, and I have no clothes on. So welcome to Gambling for Shoes. Uh, yeah, so so far so good, you guys. One for one. I've already ordered those uh, those blue suede pumas. Uh, to which I have no, no, I have no idea where I'm going to wear those and not feel like a total weirdo. But you know what? I, they'll, we already, we're going to put the supply chain to the test, uh, guys and gals, and we will see, uh, when we get those. But when, when I do, I will wear them on stage and post a little photo to social media and this all comes full circle. So big thanks to Bill Belichick and the Patriots last night because, you know, it was technically a close game, but, you know, I never really got the sweats. At no point did I. It helped uh, when the Patriots jumped ahead 8 nothing. You know, it was uh, it was freezing. There was a lot of snow. It was going to be, uh, you know, kind of a grindy, grueling, uh, slow-paced game. So when they jumped ahead 8 nothing, I was like, oh, we're good. And uh, we were, uh, the Patriots threw the ball three times. Three passes. I mean, I. <laughs> it wasn't a. I, at no point, I, at no point was I worried. I, I, the Bills, you know, they're good, but uh, that last night felt. You ever watch like National Geographic or just uh, just the Good Days of Discovery Channel? Whenever they would just show highlights of like cheetahs stalking their prey and then eating them, and you have that. There's that sense of helplessness as you watch the gazelle try to run away in slow motion. And the cheetah catches it and eats the shit out of it. That's kind of what last night felt like. You know, like, sure, the Bills put up a fight, I guess. But uh, the end was never really in question. We all knew the Patriots were going to win. Um, and they did. I, I, First of all, I, do, I made a bet. I made that bet, like, on as soon as the lines came out last Monday. I had the Patriots at three and a half. Uh, and without hesitation, I just kind of jumped all over it. Uh, not really something I recommend doing, uh, from a betting perspective, but, uh, I just knew 
it was a good matchup for the Patriots. And uh, so this week, I'm not going to, I will put out a pick later in the week, uh, but it's, it's Tuesday right now. I really don't want to make a pick, uh, especially since I'm on the road here in Austin. And uh, just, you know, if you don't, making a pick now is exactly what uh, Johnny Vegas wants me to do. Um, and right now I got, Johnny Vegas has been up my ass for, for like eight straight weeks. But uh, week 13 last week, pretty good week. Because not only did we, uh, we, we cash with the Patriots, I also took a money line parlay. Uh, which to people who don't gamble, you have no idea what I'm saying. But I basically told the casino that the Dolphins and the Chiefs were going to win. And uh, I put some money on that, and they both won. uh, And that also won me another bet. So huge week uh, for your boy. Uh, Long overdue because, good God, uh, if this was a boxing match and it was 18 rounds, me versus Vegas, uh, Vegas has really been kicking me in the balls for, <laughs> for a while. So it's good to get uh, some licks in. Um, but that that's the gen- that is why this podcast exists because I was making too many kind of like loose shitty bets and I kind of wanted to force myself into some discipline, one bet, one pair of shoes. Uh, and I still wasn't able to do it. I made <laughs> I made three bets last week uh, and hit two of them. Uh, the third bet uh, hinged on the Bengals of Cincinnati. My new adopted team. I was actually at the game, and good God, did they blow it out of their ass. Like, uh, really, really, really a poor performance um, against the San Diego Chargers. That's not who they are. They're the L.A. Chargers. But does it matter? No one cares. But uh, the Chargers were in town and beat the Bengals like 40-20. to 20, uh, And really, really kind of uh, had the Bengals in a headlock the entire game. Uh, I, I, I honestly, I don't want to kill the Bengals too much. Uh, they're a very young team, uh, but they are exciting, I will say. But I, I don't know if this narrative is out there in Cincinnati, but uh, it kind of feels like uh, they need a new coach. I don't know. I'm just a guy who played minor league baseball. I, I literally, literally have never played football. So I there's nothing, I, I despise it whenever people have takes on sports that they have, that they're not even relevant in. And here I am, uh, manifesting my own, <laughs> my own hatred for for something like that. And I'm sitting here telling you that the Bengals need a new coach, but, uh, I kind of think they do. They, they, uh, they've laid a couple eggs in situations when they didn't need to. And just watching that game on Sunday at no point did it ever feel like they were prepared to win that game. A lot of mistakes, a lot of sloppiness. And, uh, I don't know. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to take food off of Zach Taylor's plate. That's a Bengals coach, um, but you know that's that is uh, the nature of being a coach. Um, a highly competitive NFL season. So fire this son of a bitch. Now um, I'm not ready. I'm, I'm not ready to light a pitchfork on fire. That's not what people do. I'm not ready to light uh, a torch on fire and pitchfork my way up to Zach Taylor's house, but good God, uh, let's, let's clean it up. I mean, we got Joe Burrow, you know, he could be a once in a generation quarterback and it would be really sad to watch his career kind of fizzle out and we'll just pretend like it, it, it could have been better with a better coach. That would be sad. I feel like Cincinnati sports, I'm new to Cincinnati. Uh, good. I, and I just feel like, uh, 
the overall vibe in the town is very depressing. Like everyone in that city is a hopeless sports fan. Even when things are going well, they're like, ah, just, just wait. And you know, for the last 30 years, uh, they've been right. So, uh, I don't know who we need. Maybe do we need Ted Lasso? Let's get Ted Lasso in Cincinnati. Uh, that will fix those problems. Um, anyway, so like I said, I'm, uh, uh, we'll get to the shoes, and we will talk uh, maybe some picks at the end. But uh, for now, I think I'll talk about what I really want to talk about, and that is comedy. This this podcast has lots of tentacles, um, but it's mostly going to be an excuse for me to talk about comedy and gambling. Um, I'll talk about baseball, I guess, too. But right now, it's not baseball season, and baseball's boring. Who cares? I can't, I've watched thousands of baseball games, okay? I've played in hundreds. And let me tell you something. They're all boring. <laughs> the only all, Baseball is only fun in the playoffs. Other than that, it's just, uh, it's just good background music. You know? If you're just casually kind of watch, check in every hour and a half, see if something's happened. Baseball may be going extinct. It's, <laughs> it's very possible. The people that like it are all you know, about to be in nursing homes. I don't know. <laughs> I wish I played a cooler sport. I mean, baseball was fun and all, but uh, I wish I played football. But then again, I don't know. If I, did, if I didn't play baseball, we wouldn't have this podcast. If I didn't play baseball, I wouldn't have gotten that horrible, horrible, nasty foot fungus that I have gotten rid of, and now I need new shoes. And uh, you know what? We just got some blue suede Johnnies and... Uh, Man, I'm going to look stupid in them, but uh, they will feel cool to put on because I will have really, truly earned them the way God intended through through gambling. Um, anyway, so tonight, uh, today, the rest of the week, I am in Austin, Texas, which uh, has kind of become like a, a hot spot for comedy in the pandemic area or in the pandemic era. Uh, so comedy uh everyone for for the last you know generation or so everyone kind of thought that the only place comedy was going to be relevant was in New York or LA and that still may very well be the case but i don't know there's kind of a decentralization that's going on with the entire world and comedy is also kind of included in that and austin has kind of uh uh, blossomed as this new hub in the center of the country to where uh, new comics and established comics are, uh, you know, here trying to make it. I think a lot of that was sparked by uh, Mr. Joe Rogan, who left L.A. and moved here. He's apparently starting a club. Uh, a couple other comics, I believe, uh, Tim Dillon, Tony Hinchcliffe, uh, Ron White. Th- these seems to be the they seem to be the guys who are kind of running. Uh, this scene or the people who everyone is excited about but um, I was out and about last night I did three three sets uh, all downtown and uh, it's a fun scene a lot of a lot of very young comics uh, who are really kind of having fun <laughs> and expressing uh, their first amendment uh, I, their first amendment uh, rights and privileges I will say so it's kind of it's kind of interesting to watch uh, people really kind of let it fly down here in the free state of Texas. Um, in Cincinnati, it's a, it's a little bit different of a scene. 
I will say, you know, they're, uh, it's a little more mature. I feel like the comics in Cincinnati are older and not interested in talking about what the folks down here are talking about, but it is interesting. It's comedy is, is like music, man. It's like, uh, you know, every, every city kind of has its own vibe. You know, there's so many different subcultures, uh, within comedy, but, uh, I'm enjoying it here in Austin, Texas. I will definitely be back, um, but I do I do already miss Cincinnati, which is you know, like I said, everyone thinks about New York and L.A., but I, I I don't know. I am I am super bullish on Cincinnati and just the Midwest in general uh, because that's where that's where the infrastructure is. That's where all that's where all the uh, the clubs are. You know, a lot of people go to New York and L.A. to make a name for themselves, and then they end up just touring in the Midwest. So, uh, it's kind of ironic how it happens, but we'll see, we'll see how things kind of shake out over the next couple of years. But I think the Midwest is going to be a stronghold in the stand-up comedy game, but, uh, I am totally biased and that's what I need to happen <laughs> because I, I don't envision myself moving to uh, New York or LA anytime soon. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm kind of ride or die, uh, in Cincinnati, uh, for the moment, which, uh, which feels cool. I, I, I do, uh, the scene in Cincinnati has been, has been great so far. So I know no one understands, uh, comedy for the most part. And without, when it's just me talking, uh, there's going to be a lot of questions that go unanswered. Like I said, I may get somebody else on here, like a guest or a co-host to kind of fill the dead space or, or keep my wild ass on the rails. But, um, for now, I guess the best way to explain it in Cincinnati. So I've been doing comedy about three and a half years. I started in Greenville, South Carolina, um, but I was basically splitting time between there and Asheville. Really, only getting up probably three times, four times a week, five times max, and that's just that's just not enough. Like guys in guys in New York. I mean, so for instance, last night in Austin, <clears throat> I got up three times, and I'll probably get up three times tonight, tomorrow, and the next day. So that, that's, that's pretty good. Uh, you know, 10 to 12 times in, in four days is, is good. But the thing is here, you know, the, the crowds are still pretty light. Uh, so, you know, some of these sets can be counterproductive. You're just going up in front of comics and, uh, you know, the goal is to get laughs. And if you're just going up in front of comics, it's a matter of time until you start telling jokes about abortion and pee fetishes and all of the inappropriate stuff, because, all of us comics are just broken people, and if you want to make us laugh, you're really, really going to have to start talking about uh, 9-11 and nuclear bombs and <laughs> all that stuff, uh, all because, you know, I guess we had weird childhoods or something. That seems to be uh, the MO for us, but I will say, so there is a certain hierarchy to comedy, especially in the Midwest. Um, I don't know if you guys have ever been to a a club, but there's basically every show works like this. There's a host, there's a feature, and there's a headliner. The headliner you've typically heard of, you know, he does stuff on TV. Uh, there's usually a, you know, a Netflix special or something like that. The feature uh, is somebody who comes on before him and does like 20 minutes, 15, 20 minutes. Uh, they're usually like, you know, a regional top guy or gal, uh, or there's someone brought along by the, um, by the headliner. Uh, themselves. And then there's the host, the person who opens the show, does like 10 minutes. Uh, and that's kind of where I'm at in the comedy game at the moment. Um, when I was in Greenville, I worked my way up 
to that uh, to that spot where I was hosting in clubs. But then I moved to Cincinnati and had to start all over, uh, which was grueling, especially since it was in the middle of the pandemic. We're outside in parking lots on the street, and when you're new, you're just trying to you're trying to prove to everyone that you don't suck. And uh, when you're telling jokes in a park, um, everyone thinks you suck. So <laughs> it's really hard to have a good set. But um, <clears throat> and when you start over, like no no one no one thinks you're funny, so you have to prove yourself all over again. Uh, so that on top of being a new comic, which I still am, three and a half years is nothing. You know, people you really don't kind of start understanding uh, yourself in comedy until you know they they say the benchmark is like ten years. And here I am at uh, three and a half. So I got, I got a long way to go, but I am, I am uh, pretty pumped to be kind of already hosting uh, in the area, um, which I, I'm certainly thankful for. But um, it definitely took definitely took some work to get to this spot. So I'm thrilled to be doing that. I will be hosting uh, for Chad Daniels at Go Bananas on January 7th and 8th. And uh, Chad Daniels is kind of a... Uh, a legend in the comedy game. He's kind of a comics adore him. He has a massive following, and uh, from what I told, I'm told these shows are going to be wild. So if you're in the area, come check me out. Come check out. Yeah, come see me, but really come to see uh, Chad Daniels because it's all it's all about uh, you know great comedy. And pretty sure uh, he's a great comic from what I've seen. But uh, everyone that I know and that I've met, they really hold him in high regard. So I am. Super juiced uh, for that opportunity, and I think it should be pretty fun. Um, trying to think what else has been going on for me uh, this week in comedy. Uh, so, it, Go Bananas is the is the club in Cincinnati. It's kind of like our home club. And this past weekend, we had Tony Woods there. Uh, comedy nerds are going to know who that is. The average person probably will not. But Tony Woods is probably one of the most influential comics in in all of comedy. I I I would I, I don't really hesitate to say that. He's been doing it for like 40 years. He's kind of mastered the craft in a way. And he's wild. Like, I mean truly kind of a comics comic. Uh Dave Chappelle Dave Chappelle has cited him as being like his his most impactful uh influence. Um on his career. And what's crazy, if you go back and you watch like early Chappelle, like uh, in the nineties and you go watch um, Tony Woods in the nineties, they sound uh, almost identical. Their cadence, their inflections, the way they use pauses up there. uh, Even some of their jokes, it's pretty crazy. It's undeniable. And you know, that's why Chappelle had to come out and say, Hey man, uh, Tony Woods, really kind of, uh, shaped me and you can, it's still, it's still evident today. Like I I was watching him on stage and, uh, it's like, dude, if you kind of close your eyes, it kind of sounds like Chappelle. I mean, now there's definitely differences. I'm not saying that Chappelle stole anything or anything like that. They're, they're definitely two unique comics, but you can just tell almost like, you know, it's like in music, you know, you, you, you hear artists who are definitely sound like other artists. Of, a, of another generation, that's kind of what's going on. But uh, man, Tony Woods, super funny dude. I, I got to pick him up from the airport, um, which is you know that that's my level of comedy. I'm the host and airport guy. That's me. 
And I picked him up from the airport, had a super funny car ride because he was on, you know, he's a lot of these comics, man, they, you know, they, they, uh, you know, when they meet other comics, they just want to be funny. They got to keep their name intact. So he was super funny to be around and just, just naturally funny and telling stories and stuff like that. But <laughs> the funniest thing he said on the car ride, I did, we stopped by a fresh market because he had to get some wine or something. And he got back in the car and he was like, man, I was in that grocery store farting like a motherfucker. <laughs> and just, a, it's just a funny thing for someone to say to someone you just met, you know, I'm not, I'm, farts don't throw me off or anything like that, but farting like a motherfucker is uh, uh, a euphemism that uh, more people need to use. But uh, Tony Woods, super funny. He, <laughs> and his sets are wild, dude. Like he is, uh, it it's fun to watch a guy go up there and kind of explore himself and boundaries and stuff like that. He he on one of the shows he did ten minutes on uh, on little people or as he was calling them midgets. And uh, you know I know it's not the <laughs> it's not the most PC material that anyone's ever going to hear, but it doesn't mean that it wasn't funny because it was super funny. I don't want to give away really any of the jokes because I don't know what he was working on. But one thing he did say on stage as he was talking about them. <laughs> he said that uh, that little people are, you know, they're so condensed, like they're very dense. Like they all, even though they're smaller, they all seem like they weigh like 300 pounds or something like that. And he's, he said, he was like, to me, <laughs> he was like, to me, all midges look like they're Mike Tyson in a can. <laughs> uh, so, you know, uh, enjoy that image, and uh, I have thought about it, and I have laughed a few times, which is a sign of a great joke. If if it uh, if it makes you laugh, maybe it's not a good joke to you guys. Maybe I just showed you all that I'm 13 years old inside, but uh, funny is funny. Uh, <laughs> it's pretty much all I have to say. But it, it was great to watch uh, somebody like that work, especially someone who had such a large influence on Dave Chappelle, who I certainly adore he Dave Chappelle is probably why I'm doing comedy uh his special killing him softly uh came out in the late 90s on HBO and I remember watching it as a kid not even understanding the punchlines or the premises or anything just watching him and I was like dude that is it really really got into me and uh I I really think it's part of the reason why why I do comedy now um so it was kind of cool to be, because when we were in the car, dude, he was talking, he was, he was referencing Dave Chappelle on like a first name basis, because they are, uh, from what I understand, still very close. And it was just weird to be in a car with someone just casually talking about Dave. I'm just sitting here like, what, dude? Like, this is kind of surreal in a way for uh, my rookie ass here <laughs> in comedy. So, yeah, man, it was, it's been a fun weekend. Uh uh, no doubt uh, to kind of uh, be within an echo of, of Dave Chappelle. I will say I, I love Dave Chappelle. His new stuff, I, I don't necessarily. I know everyone has a hot take on Chappelle, body body body. But I feel like uh, what he's been doing recently with these specials, you know, it's not necessarily about stand-up comedy and laughs. He's got uh, he's got kind of a cause. And a perspective that he really wants to share. And laughs have been secondary. 
which to me, you know, I understand where he's coming from. He's kind of built himself up to where he's basically like a, uh, you know, he's basically um, become a someone who can impact culture with his opinions and his takes because, you know, say what you want about the guy, but he is incredibly thoughtful. Um, but I do feel like these last couple specials aren't as funny as he's been, but I think he, he's fully aware of that. You know, he's executing something else. Um, but I, I would still love to see him. I just probably am not going to pay $400 for a ticket. He's apparently opening up a club outside of Cincinnati, and I guess I just hope that one day I'll just run into him or something. But $400 for a ticket, you know. I wouldn't pay that for goddamn Elvis. <laughs> uh, so I will say... My, if Dave Chappelle is definitely one of my favorite comics, but uh, if I had to pay money to see a comic right now, it would be uh, Rory Scovel. R-O-R-O-Y-S-C-O-V-E-L. I don't even know if I spelled it right. But uh, Rory Scovel, man, super, super funny. Uh, I could not recommend him enough. He's got uh, a special on Netflix. And then he's got a special, which is like crowd work only, which means it's, you know, really kind of strictly, not strictly, but only uh, improvised. And that's on YouTube. I uh, I really think everyone should check that out. It may not be everyone's uh, cup of tea just because he's so silly, but I think um, comedy needs more of that because everyone wants to go up there and talk about COVID and the vaccines and blah, 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 blah. It's just like, dude, like, shut the fuck up and just be silly. And uh, Rory Scovel is so refreshingly stupid. Uh, and I mean that in the nicest way. <laughs> like, I, I have so much respect for how stupid <laughs> Rory Scovel is. Uh, so make sure you check out. Give give uh, give old Rory a Google. I think uh, you'll get some, some chuckles out of it. Um, so I think uh, from there, you know... Let's, uh, we're, we've done, uh, 26 minutes and 16 seconds. I don't know who else is out there counting, but, uh, I really don't want these podcasts to run too, too long. I think once I get someone else in here, maybe, uh, we'll go longer. But, uh, when it's just me naked talking over an ironing board, you know, there's a little, there's a little voice inside of my head that says, hey, maybe you should wrap this up. You know, <laughs> maybe this is starting to get weird. Um, so in the name of my, uh, my insecurity, I think we'll go ahead and we'll, um, we'll talk about the shoe for this week. Huh? And then maybe, like I said, I don't, I really, really don't want to make a pick, um, for a game right now. It's Tuesday, dude. Like, Making a pick now is stupid. So much changes within the week between injury reports. And since I'm on the road right now, I'm not really going to have time to do any uh, studying or anything like that. Which it does, uh, you know, you roll your eyes. But uh, comes to money, man. Like Vegas wants you to not study and just put a game, to bet, have an emotional bet you place on the team, on your favorite team. Exactly what I did on Sunday with the Bengals. Luckily, I didn't lose, it was kind of a, it was like, oh, I'm at the game, why not put $30 and see what happens, and uh, that quickly went up in flames, um, it was pretty clear I wasn't going to win that bet, so, uh, you know, enjoy that money, Johnny Vegas, you crook, uh, 
So I so I think uh, I do want to I want to take some time. I think what I'll do is I'll post the pick uh, to a Facebook story to an Instagram story. I'll make something official. I do need to make a, an Instagram page for the podcast because um, I know all the millions of you out there are just like Jack. Where I you need an Instagram page? Where do we follow all of this hot hot content? I will make. I've gotten all I've, the millions of emails. You guys can stop writing them. Okay, stop writing them right now. I'll start another, another Instagram page. I just got Instagram for myself personally and begrudgingly so. I was like, I hate Instagram. Social media is going to be the fall of man. But here I am posting boomerangs every single goddamn day now. So look at me. How <laughs> basically I am a 17 year old girl. I, 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 uh, admittedly, kind of love social media at the moment. I mean, look, I understand how poisonous it is, but uh, since I'm not a child, I think I understand uh, the, 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 uh, what, the likelihood of people, you know, how how people get uh, fixated on this shit. But I will say my phone, you know how your phone gives you reports, or at least mine does. And like, you're, you've been on your phone 20% more this week. It's like, like, please don't shame me. Alexa or Siri, you know, leave, leave me the fuck alone. But uh, ever since I've been on social media or on Instagram, my my phone use chart is embarrassing. I'm so ashamed. Six months ago, if you told me I'd be on my phone this much, uh, my, that version of myself would be pretty disappointed. But I'm having fun, and that's uh, good. God, that's all. That's all we can do. Uh, so anyway, let's get let's get to the shoe here. I've already, I'm looking at it right now. Ooh. Um, now these I will wear. I know I will. Uh, the la- the lashes, they're blue suede Pumas. I will wear them, but, uh, you know, I can't tell you I'm going to feel confident in them. You know, I'm going to feel pretty fucking stupid. No, I, I, I look forward to wearing them. It will be nice. But these are a little more, a little more my, uh, my style, uh, they are, they are CVs, the Darby sneaker, in the color of pavement. Mm, don't you? Isn't that isn't that sexy? Pavement colored, but that's what it's called. <laughs> uh, now these will be good. Uh, I'll post a picture of them. Um, like I said, I'm not a sneakerhead. These are not sneakers. So if you're a 47 year old dude and you're into Jordans. This is not a podcast for you. Uh, sorry, go back to your job at finish line. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so these, uh, so I wear, I wear a lot of chucks, and chucks are cool, but they're, you know, I don't want to be the guy who only wears chucks. Not to mention all of my chucks full of foot fungus. That's why we're all here. So these, uh, you know, will be a more adult version of chucks, and I, oh, I can see myself just. Moonwalking all over the stage in these bad boys. Uh, I'm not sure which team I'll be betting on, but uh, your boy's feeling pretty confident right now. I mean, went two for three last week. I've won two weeks in a row. So, you know, my intuition is uh, I wake up and it's on fire. I just think about the future. Like I said in the first podcast, gambling is not about money, baby. It's about telling the future. It's about ego. And right now, my ego is driving the car. So really, I'm probably at a pretty toxic state in my life right now. 
you should probably avoid me if you see me because I am feeling myself. All right, so uh, let's look at this slate real quick, and then we will wrap this some bitch up. And uh, like I said, I'll post a pic to uh, to uh, you know social media at some point. And uh, feel free to follow me, but do not recommend it. Like I said, I have this podcast because I suck at gambling. And I needed some forced focus. So uh, gambling is really all about eliminating the shitty games. That's that's like rule number one. Um, you, re- you, you just cross off games that you are either not interested in betting on or you have no feel for. Um, so like, for instance, the New Orleans Saints are traveling uh, to New York to play the Jets. Now... The Jets are brutal. Uh, the Saints are okay, but they're you know they got this they got a lot of like quarterback issues, uh, and they're favored by five and a half on the road. Like, you just want no part of that game. You have no idea how that game's gonna go. So it's like immediately toss it out. So if you don't, there's really only like three or four games worth betting on every week. Um, but the problem is, is that there's 16 games every week, and uh, Vegas wants you to bet on all of them. So um, looking at the slate, <laughs> I, I unfortunately, uh, like, like the Bengals of Cincinnati. I, I don't know why I think I've, I've been betting on them all year long. Um, and I have, I have won a couple times with them, but, uh, they're inconsistent and they're so young, but God, they are very talented. Uh, the Niners, the 49ers are in town who kind of suck and the Bengals are only favored by one point. So that's probably a place I'm going to take a look at and uh let's see the the cardinals uh are at home against the rams um cardinals are favored by three points which is pretty good um so i i don't know we'll we'll see we'll take a look like i said i'll post these at some point during the week um i'm not sure if i'm gonna go straight because last week i just took uh the patriots and those points, and it was a very straightforward bet, but typically I end up doing a teaser. Uh, I don't know if you guys know what that is. I'm guessing you don't, but it's whenever you you bet on a bunch of teams and add points to the spread. I'm sure no one understands what I just said, but uh, you can Google it or something. Um, but for now, i got my eye on a couple games, but uh, I don't know. I don't know, you guys. I mean, maybe I'm worth following. You know, I like I said, I've got the, I've got the crystal ball. It belongs to me right now, and it feels good. I can't next week. I mean, I'm, I'm basically manic depressive. So next week, after I bet on the Saints, I'm gonna be like, uh, this podcast is over. Uh, I'm just gonna stop wearing shoes altogether. <laughs> but uh, for now, we're gonna we're gonna wrap things up here. 35 minutes alone, naked. On an ironing board. Does it get more professional than that? What more do you people want? What kind of content do you actually want? <laughs> Alright guys. Thank you so much uh, for listening to millions of you who are out there uh, gambling for shoes with me. I uh, can't believe how successful this podcast has already been. We're already... We've tripled the Joe Rogan numbers uh, and all the... Uh, all the true crime podcasts that uh, all you losers listen to, we're way above all of that. 
is the sickest podcast in the history of the planet, brought to you by Foot Fungus from a horrible, horrible bathroom in Venezuela. Um, I'll expand on that at some point. But uh, guys, thank you so much for checking me out. Uh, Stay tuned for the picks, and I'll be talking to you next week. Adios.